Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture reading for today comes from the New Revised Standard Version Bible. Our first reading is from Acts chapter 1, verses 15 through 17 and 21 through 26. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, together the crowd numbered about 120 persons, and said, Friends, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit through David foretold concerning Judas, who became a guide for those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in this ministry. So one of the men who have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us to his resurrection. So they proposed to Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed and said, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. Our next reading is from the first letter of John, chapter 5, verses 9 through 13. If we receive human testimony, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God that he has testified to his Son. Those who believe in the Son of God have the testimony in their hearts. Those who do not believe in God have made him a liar by not believing in the testimony that God has given concerning his Son. And this is the testimony. God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Our last reading is from the Gospel according to John, chapter 17, verses 6 through 19. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me I have given to them, and they have received them, and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them was lost except the one destined to be lost so that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you and I speak these things in the world so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. 
I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself so that they also may be sanctified in truth. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We continue along in our Easter series, Faith Resurrected. And our next message is, be sanctified. Every message in the series is using a phrase from the gospel reading for that week. And today we ask ourselves what it means to be sanctified in the truth. One of the things that we see in our readings for today is in Acts. The apostles are trying to fill a gap that has been left. Judas is no longer among the twelve, and they feel there should be twelve, so that the twelve can take up their share of the ministry. For them to feel complete, they need to have somebody take his place. And so they gather someone in that has been with them since the beginning, so that they have somebody that can also be a witness, and they can be complete again. In our reading from John's letter, we hear of John speaking about what the testimony of Christ is. Those who believe in the Son of God have the testimony in their hearts. They know what they have. And those that don't believe aren't concerned with the truth. That whoever has the Son has life, so that we may know we have eternal life in Christ. And now I turn to our gospel reading. And Jesus is very much talking about the way that he has watched over those that have been in his charge. That he has watched over his followers and that now he is committing them fully into God's care. Because shortly after this he will be betrayed. That he will be handed over to be beaten and crucified. It's not a pleasant thought. What's interesting though is in John's gospel account, Jesus recognizes that his followers are no longer of the world controlled by the world's problems because they are now fully focused on God's mission. They belong to God. But his followers aren't to be taken out of the world, but to go out into the world to share the good news. And here we come upon the idea that gave us the title for today's message, that we are to be sanctified in the truth, God's truth. That just as Christ was sent into the world, Christ's followers are to be sent into the world to share the truth. That we may be sanctified in truth. That Christ sanctifies himself so that we may be sanctified. That we may be blessed to carry the truth with us. That we are to be made holy and complete in God that we are blessed in this way, that we are blessed to know the message, blessed to carry on, to be able to go out into the world to share the message of God's love. Now what struck me is in reading these accounts was this focus on being able to go out into the world to share the message. That it wasn't simply for the followers to know, but it was for them to go out. but that it also comes with a responsibility that's laid on us. 
that I think has something very important in it that we have to be able to understand. And part of that is that we go out to share the truth of our risen Savior, the truth of eternal life that we know in our hearts, the truth of Christ's great love for us, that he would go to die on the cross, that he would rise to conquer sin and death, to give us life everlasting. We have to carry with us the importance of that truth. But with it, we also have to carry with us the importance of truth itself. Because we cannot just be honest in this one thing. That yes, it is good and it is necessary that we know about, <clears throat> that we be honest in our faith, that we be honest in what we believe, that we be honest in what we know about our risen Savior and his great love, that we be honest about God's grace and God's glory. But we also have to remember that we are still in the world, even if we are not of the world. And we have to resist the temptation to let ourselves become of the world. Now what I mean by this is that we can't fool ourselves into thinking that the only truth that matters is the truth that we know in Christ. Now that statement might sound a little strange at first. Isn't that the ultimate truth? Isn't that the truth that everyone must know? Yes. However, if I were to stand up and tell you that Jesus Christ is my Savior and that he died so that I may have life eternal, and also that 2 plus 2 equals 6, you now have reason to doubt everything that I have just said. If Christ allows this man to think that 2 plus 2 equals 6, what value is truth in the eyes of our Lord? And therein lies our problem. One might think that in the age of great information, where information is just a click away, where we have knowledge, the knowledge of the world at our fingertips, that it would be even easier than ever to share the truth. But the opposite comes into play as well that it's even easier than ever to spread a lie. And the problem is that we either embrace truth everywhere or our account is called into question. If our account is called into question, we cannot testify to eternal life and our Savior if we cannot hold the trust of those listening. If we are seen as dishonest in some, we will be seen as dishonest in all. If we are to be sanctified in the truth, then the truth must be in us in all things, even when it's difficult. What this says to me is that it's not enough to simply say that we know Christ as our Savior, but we must live it. Live it in all that we are and all that we do. Because our testimony isn't just the things that we say about Christ. Our testimony is the way that we live it. It does us no good to share the gospel message if our life does not reflect the gospel message. 
If we hold to the truth of God's word and God's will, but don't live it, then the truth doesn't reside in us. True, some might still be able to come to the truth, but it would be in spite of us and not because of us. We are called to be in the world, but not of the world. And to me, that says we have to be concerned with what goes on in the world and the people that are in the world. But it's not the world that dictates to us how we are to live. God is the one that gives us life and gives us truth. God is the one that guides us and leads us. It is along God's path that we must go, guided by the Holy Spirit, following what Christ taught us. And we cannot embrace dishonesty while trying to embrace Christ. For me, that means that we have to be more careful than ever about making sure that we speak the truth in all things. The temptation is everywhere. A convenient lie often makes us feel much better than uncomfortable truth. When things don't go the way we expect them to go, when we read things that don't match with how we want things to be, one way we deal with it is that we pretend that things aren't the way they are. We do this in all sorts of ways. It could be we believe in a rumor about our neighbor simply because it matches what we already think about them. It could be we believe a lie shared that helps us to reconcile the way the world is instead of the way we want it to be. It could be that we believe a big lie because it helps us to still think that we have won even when we have lost. We see the necessity of having a good witness that can be trusted. In our reading from Acts, when the apostles need to find somebody else to be able to go out and share the truth, they wanted somebody who was already walking in that path, somebody who knew the truth, who had been there from the beginning, who could testify to it, who wouldn't be questioned, but would be trusted on their word. That when we go out to live our lives, we have to be able to do it, willing to speak the truth even when it's not what we or others want to hear. We have to be a faithful and reliable witness in all things. The reason that this is so important and the reason that I made the truth, my focus for today's message is because if people see the followers of Christ embracing lies, then we make people question if Christ's love is a lie. If we are willing to be dishonest to others about anything, then the problem is that the people we are trying to reach will think that we will be dishonest about anything. We cannot follow dishonesty and Christ. One of the complaints Christ made against the religious leaders of his day was their hypocrisy. And others will see that hypocrisy in us if we claim to speak the truth 
that are willing to lie so easily. We see it happen all the time around us. Even with people that are considered religious leaders, that sometimes the lie is just too great a temptation. And it damages us all. Because it damages the witness that we all have. So the truth becomes ever more important in our witness and becomes ever more important in the way that we carry ourselves. That if we are to speak the truth of salvation, the truth of eternal life, we have to speak to the truth in all things. Because God is there for us. God will shelter us even when things are difficult, when people want us to share in their lie instead of share in the truth that God will give us the strength to overcome and the strength to always be honest in all that we are so that we may be an honest witness to Christ. That we may be an honest witness of God's love. That we may be sanctified in the truth in all things. My point today is this. Know that you are sanctified in the truth. Know that Christ is with you. Know that we speak the truth so that people will know that we speak the truth of Christ when we speak it. The people will hear our witness of God's love and grace and mercy and know it to be true because they know us to be true because we have been sanctified in truth and that we carry that spirit of truth within us to share it with the world so that others may not be of the world but may be of God. That we are in the world to share God's message of hope. To share Christ's love. And that we do so by living a life in which we reflect the truth in all that we are and all that we do. So that when our words about our risen Savior reach the ears of those in need, that they may trust it. So that all may be sanctified in the truth and the love of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.